You're listening to an unnumbered episode of the Art of Play podcast. This podcast is about play, all play. This podcast is researching play as a means of not just being better adults, but better, well-rounded humans. Welcome to the first unnumbered episode of the Art of Play podcast. I want this episode to stand alone and be uh, referenced without need to listen to any other episode for for um for any sort of you know anchor or benchmark or reference so today is july 30th and today is the day marked by the un to bring awareness to trafficking of persons or in other words today is the day they have established as a day to note that there are people today still being trafficked throughout the world there is a large social media movement around the trafficking of children focused on today And uh, this is where I feel my voice on this podcast would add to the discussion. If you have listened before, you know that this podcast directly stems from my family's foundation focused on improving childhood for children around the globe, especially in impoverished circumstances. If you don't know, let me give you a short synopsis. I have a son that passed away. His name is Oliver. Oliver touched many, many lives in his eight months on earth And in his memory, my own little family has taken on trying to influence lives of children around the world for good in whatever way we can. We have spent time in refugee camps in primarily the Middle East and in Mexico, and as well as some time in rural Vietnam to learn about the ways that childhood is cut short for many children across the globe. I made play our family mission and a personal push to make play a priority, not just for children, but to reinforce that play is our evolutionary right to figure life out for ourselves, and therefore it needs to be protected in children. So we are hardwired for play from the beginning, and we never really fully graduate from that need. It simply modifies and evolves with us. So human trafficking is a problem throughout the globe. Human trafficking happens in just about every walk of life, affecting every demographic, but it does strongly have ties to certain supply chains. And the trafficking of children is one horrific way that trafficking gains a compelling storyline. Today, we are talking about hard things. These are things that I won't necessarily try and soften, but I am going to summarize in order to Uh, make this more efficient and uh, to give you time to process as well. I'm going to cover three quick things. So first, the causes and kinds of trafficking. Second, some good resources for awareness and, you know, activation of, of your abilities and support. And then third, five things you can actively be doing to advocate for a more robust global community willing to decrease the demand for the need of trafficked humans overall. Okay, first, let's talk about what trafficking looks like. It's it's kind of a buzzword right now, so I, I feel like it's a important uh, a viewpoint to address. Human trafficking involves transporting someone into a situation of exploitation. So for you know, for the traffickers gain. This kind of exploitation is known by a few different names. Human trafficking can be one. Trafficking of persons is sort of a more formal way and modern slavery. Those three are the ones accepted by the U.S. Department of State. Now I realize other countries could have 
different definitions that they will accept, but those are the three that I kind of, I use as my research buzzwords so that I can find out how it relates to me as a U.S. citizen and um, as well as uh, sort of get a handle on what's going on. So people are trafficked for a few different reasons, but many times it's a financial decision. Families can be in dire need of a financial increase. There can be too many children to feed or not enough food to go around, or there's a promise of better employment outcomes. People with a history of sexual and physical abuse or that live in certain regions of the world are considered the most vulnerable of our global population. And the the higher percentage of these people, or a higher percentage of these people enter into um, human trafficking situations. The estimated numbers are between 20 and 40 million people, and that's how many people today that are considered enslaved. The number varies really drastically, right? That's a big jump from 20 to 40 million people. It, it varies because there is really no good way at getting true reporting on this. Obviously, it's a it's an undercurrent. It's a black market. It's, a, it's not an above board practice in most cases. And the, these numbers really come from, you know, people that study this, this issue. They have created some sophisticated algorithms that take into account, you know, population and number of vulnerable children, people that, you know, have ways of not having a census in their country. So they don't have to account for the number of children they're, you know, being asked to raise or, or to have. And, um, and there's, (laughs) there are many more educated estimations than I can even, um, suppose. So I'm just going to rely on those educated estimations as my numbers. But, um, to emphasize, there are no finite numbers, I think the biggest heartbreak is the realization that uh, generational poverty and social structures allow for trafficking to be economically appealing. And and that's a really uh, strong cause throughout the globe. It happens happens everywhere. There There is a demand for trafficked humans everywhere. So humans are trafficked in many ways that actually affect our lives in various scenarios. And it it may seem like we are not, like we're far removed, Um, but I hate to break it to you. We live in a globalized economy, which means we have access now more than ever to products that reach throughout every country and manufacturing process. Many of the products that we have in our closets and pantries and homes may or may not be a result of the global need for less expensive labor, depending on how close to your close in proximity it is to your house, how you bought it, depending on how many hands it had to pass through to get to you, depending on how much markup the company that sold it to you took, the manufacturing process, all of these, you know, they're generally just sort of all these different factors in the supply chain. And so they're, you know, more or less of them are, are tainted, but it's, you know, it's in the plastics that surround the food that you unwrap. It's in the furniture. It's in the clothing industry. It's all over. So, sorry, we'll get to that. I, I digress. Okay. So, 
Some well-known areas of trafficking include garment factories, chocolate farming, orphan trafficking, organ sales on the black market, mining, fishing, cotton farming, and sex. Just to be clear, most common, um, the most common way for a child to be trafficked is through child pornography. So that is the, that's the number one um, way to traffic a child simply because it is a digital, it's the digital uh, form of the child pornography as it's distributed. It is um, considered a trafficking point. It's considered a crime to pass that along. But most of the case, I mean, the majority of the cases because they're minors and they cannot consent, that is considered trafficking a child in order to produce the child pornography in the first place. Um, I think that is where the majority of the public outrage and disgust with trafficking is is decidedly on point, obviously. Um, but all of these areas are areas of a supply chain in need of cheaper labor to keep the end cost for the company down so the company profits, you know, their profit margins are nice and healthy. And that's highly complicated and and um, and there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's a high density topic that's harder to briefly discuss. So I will leave it to you to do some of your own research and make decisions for yourself about the companies that you you know use your money to buy or that you support or that maybe you didn't know they had certain practices. I it's there's there's a lot of hands that touch a lot of products you know, or there's a lot of hands that may touch one product that you may not understand, you know, you may not need to understand all of what they do. It's just sort of an awareness thing. Okay. So second, let's talk about the information around trafficking. So I absolutely commend people who have made it their life's mission to talk about or fight against or rally support to end human trafficking of all kinds and especially the children of this world. So the children of the world cannot rally for themselves. They don't get to protest in order to raise awareness. They're the, you know, the voiceless, the vulnerable, the underrated asset of this world. It's a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking work to be confronted and witness to abhorrent acts against children. And um, there are many opinions about how to go about helping globally in, in a way that is diplomatic and politically correct. And I I just commend those people that have really given their lives to just dive in because that's, that's a hard work and it's a, you know, it can be really thankless, especially in the social media world where everybody gets to be a critic and a viewer. And, and, uh, it's, it's hard to rally support for things that, that really, you know, rip you up inside. So it's, I give a lot of credit to people out there raising awareness and, um, and you know, there are so many opinions about how to help in the rescue missions or the social programs or, you know, even the legislation of different countries or our own country and, 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 you know, even the aftercare after they've been rescued and so many more facets to, to how, you know, you can have an opinion, but what I hope to focus your attention on 
by the end is, is the little ways you can give yourself, um, to help sort of permission to help and refocus your attention on the things you can do rather than the big complicated activities, because it is, it is really hard to be, I'm sure, I'm sure it is really hard to be one of those people bringing awareness every day that that is your life's mission and purpose to bring awareness to issues that people just want to look away from. So, um, first I do want to talk about some resources to get information. So information is really tricky because we have access to so much. And sometimes it's skewed to be sensational or attention grabbing, but not really portrayed in accuracy or it's portrayed in a way, uh, to make it seem worse and to, you know, fear monger or, or, to have a fear-based reaction that makes you want to, you know, jump on and act. So I want you to, to encourage you to vet your organizations that you are getting your information from. Make sure they align with how you think, but more importantly, how you would want resources from you to be used. So let's, you know, pretend you are able to give them a donation. I want you to vet those, those people you give your eyes to and your likes to and your comments to your engagement, um, is, is a, is a resource for them. And so I want you to use that resource, you know, in a way that you actually can feel like you are helping the cause. If you participate in commenting or liking or sharing a story, um, and you know, no organization is perfect. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's just, can you live with the things that they're not able to cover as well as the things they are able to cover? So a good, a good vetting resource for larger charities is called Charity Navigation. And they have a vetting process that will tell you all about organizations and give you ratings based on things like financial transparency or the accountability or, you know, the resources that they, they have laid down in other um, sovereign nations so that they're not, you know, violating the sovereignty of other countries. And this is important not just to curate what you see in here, but so that you can make a decision about where your dollars are going or your likes and your, you know, your use. So, um, th- that curation helps you just, you know, make an educated decision. And I think also makes it so that, that there's less defense that you have to, that you have to come up with because you shouldn't have to defend wanting to help people. That's, you know, that's a good innate a desire that I think we could all use more of. So um, just some good resources for some good follows. I found these through Instagram. So I'm going to give you their Instagram handles, but all of them have websites that I have included their links in the show notes. So um, so the Freedom Story, they focus uh, mainly on, I think it's Northern, Northern Thailand, the, where they can um, be a resource for exploited individuals in Northern Thailand. And then ECPAT and ECPAT USA, they are um, working to end sexual exploitation of children globally. So they, you know, they're working everywhere, um, but mainly, you know, in those regions of the world where sexual exploitation is off the charts because the demand is so high. And Freedom's Promise, which works on uh, getting to the root causes of labor dis disparities um, that can contribute to trafficking. So if they're not being paid a fair wage or, you know, a living wage, if they can't, if they're doing a job 
that's not paying them a living wage, they are more likely to either enter into a trafficking situation or to sell children into the trafficking situation, sort of put their, put their vulnerable populace at risk. And, uh, I would also like to note that I, I have followed Operation Underground Railroad for a number of years. I think I'm going on six years. And uh, they make a compelling stance. And although I'm not completely on board with how they run, I, adm- I truly admire and applaud them using their platform and their capabilities to attack and dismantle the problem. And, bring, you know, bringing awareness, we can... The rallying cry is is creating action, and that is that's necessary in this world. So I, you know, I applaud them for, for bringing that much awareness and action and, uh, let's, okay. So finally, now let's talk about steps. I've tried to make these really easy steps. There's five of them, which I know sounds like a lot, but they, I'm, they're really simple. So don't, (laughs) don't be intimidated by the number of steps. So number one, your purchasing power. So try your best to make sure that you are buying things that will mean that people on both ends of the supply chain. So where you buy, you know, where the supplies came from in order to make that product, as well as where it ends up, you know, like let's maybe not add to the plastic in the ocean or, you know, the, the clothing in the dumped in the landfills sort of things. Both ends of the supply chain will not suffer because of your buying power. You know, your, your dollar has money. So but this is hard. This is complicated. And, um, in the end, I'm really just going to tell you, try not to be too hard on yourself, but, um, do try and remind yourself to stay aware of using your money in that abundant, good energy. Um, instead of the scarcity and lack mentality of, um, quick, fast, cheap, um, your closets and pantries will not go without, you know, we, we live in a very abundant society, so it's not, it's not like you, you know, will go hungry because uh, you can't find ethical food or whatever, however strict you want to be. But just if we are aware, we can make sure that we are, um, you know, adding to the good in the world and, and adding to a better outcome, hopefully for people on both ends of that supply chain. Okay. Number two. Now this is a new, this is a new thing for me and, um, and tech support my tech support abilities are quite limited. However, Google alerts will allow you to set alerts based on keywords or phrases or organizations, and they will send you emails about news or articles that keeps you informed. So I would encourage you to, you know, try it out, experiment, find something, find a few things that you maybe would like to learn more about and just I think it even allows you to customize how many emails you want to receive because right now it is buzzwordy. And so you could, you know, you could be inundated with all the articles about child sex trafficking, which is maybe not the best thing to wake up to in the morning. But what I want you to do is just begin to circulate some more information through, through what you read and what you think about and how you're focused. And, um, you can always go in and alter it. Uh, but it, it's a good way to become sort of a non-conformist, non-political way to get information about, you know, a myriad of subjects. This could also be positive things that you want to learn about and and things that uplift you. So uh, I would encourage you to use a few that may make you uncomfortable and they're easily changed and readily altered. So 
It just keeps your awareness peaked um, to ways to help. Okay, number three, support preventative measures. So most trafficking occurs when there is a lack of community um, support. So community support everywhere, schooling everywhere, demand for fair wages, and safe homes for children, safe places for children to be globally are all initiatives that help keep kids and families safer. If you can't donate, share. So if you can't share on a, you know, with a friend or family or on a social media platform, you know, talk about it with somebody, you know, maybe somebody that, you know, can bring it up and, and speak to it. Um, if you don't know any welts, maybe you need to broaden your horizons and make some new friends. Um, it's all really cyclical, but it does help the global village thrive as we're all sort of focused on, hey, our community can use some extra support. Our, you know, our community park is looking like it's, you know, not the safest place to be. Maybe we can all pitch in and help this, you know, help this situation. So sort of, you know, bloom where you're planted, fight where you're standing sort of, sort of feel. Number four, fight the high demand for porn. So I could, I mean, I could do 15 full episodes on the detriments of pornography and, and probably have people on that are, um, better advocates than me. They're, you know, better versed in actually boots on the ground, but I want you to fight it with your words and actions. So a good follow would be fight the new drug. They are an organization fighting the stigma that Porn is normal and fine and um, that it's not desensitizing. Uh, They do an amazing job of advertising and not shaming, but bringing open dialogue and awareness and and they put language to the conversation and, you know, be willing to have those hard conversations and get used to being uncomfortable with, with people normalizing it and call it out. And I want to just reiterate to remember that the most common form of child trafficking is child pornography. And the United States is the highest demand country for child porn in the world. So we are responsible for owning up to it and putting a stop to it. Um, Now, I know from following Fight the New Drug that, you know, shaming, blaming, and hiding isn't going to help anything. So being able to be willing to be supportive, you know, positive body image and positive, not objectifying people and not, you know, creating stigmas around it, trying to be, you know, a community where safe, healthy relationships can, you know, can abound. It's just, it's part of the process. So fighting that demand for porn um, is sort of essential in stopping the demand for, uh, child bodies being used. Okay. Number five, do not turn away. I want you to do some research. I want you to ask questions, be willing to challenge your assumptions, find experts you connect with, uh, support them with your dollars or with your digital follows or digital shares, find your sources and share it with others. Hey, like, I know this is a, you know, random topic, but like, but I thought maybe, you know, you're, you're a great thinker. I love your opinions. What do you think about this? Or, you know, have you heard of this organization? Keep the dialogue going with the children you may influence for the better. So nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, neighbor children, you, you know, you bought a cookie from, not that you have to bring up trafficking with them, just 
find ways to support and create connective communities. So our neighborhoods, our schools, our communities, our towns, cities, and nations can all benefit from a communal sense of protecting each other and fostering safe connective substance. It's, it's essential for how we're going to get through this. We have to work together to end this because the demand is happening with right in front of our eyes. So it's, it's important for all of us to not turn away. Okay, thank you for getting to this point. Thank you for not turning away and turning off an important conversation. I'm, I'm grateful for your effort there. So again, if you have anyone that could use this message in their lives, please, please, please share this episode. Share the digital version. Recommend it to someone. Um, if you found this episode helpful in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Today was a hard one, and uh, we talked about trafficking and the kinds and the causes. We talked about reliable information and where to find it or where to, you know, where to vet it. And then, you know, we talked about some ways you can help. And they're not easy. They are simple, but they may they may not be as easy, maybe as I, you know, said before. And but I want you to know, I believe in the best of you. I believe in the best of community, and I believe that. When the best of us is showing, we all rise and, um, and our global community can benefit if we all, you know, choose to help each other rise. So thank you for listening. This podcast is fueled by my family's mission at the Oliver Fund. We send playthings to children in hardship all over the world because we believe that in the ability to work hard, there is value in playing well. It's really a part of our personal family creed. You can find out more online at theoliverfund.org or find us on social media at The Oliver Fund and at Art of Play Podcast. Here's to leaving you to your weekend a little more hopeful and hopefully more happily playful, if only for five minutes.